What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's another edition of Conversations with Kenny here on the Call Up podcast. A lot to go over today. Today is uh, normally I have somebody on. I decided just to do it solo today. Um, you know, we go over questions and stuff for that. But there was a lot in the news today, a lot. Uh, we have Vince McMahon news. We have uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega news. Uh, we're getting ready for SummerSlam that is this Saturday. Um, a lot of new signings that are coming in right now. I'm looking over here at the uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, news page here just to make sure I have everything that we need to talk about today um, in today's episode. Uh, we're talking a little bit of football as well because the NFL season starts to gear up now and we're getting a lot of preseason games going on. A um, couple of legends deciding they're going to come back and do some work with a uh, certain company. We talk Cody Rose documentary, but I want to know what's going on with everybody else. If you guys are here right now, you guys are watching the live show right now. Please tap in. Let me know where you're from. Let me know what are you up to right now. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, please, you have to click on the video in order for me to see your comments. If you just put a comment in the post, I will not see it until later on. But I will go through the uh, comment section here. Hopefully, I can get to you guys if you guys start to uh, leave comments. Some one person doesn't like the fact that I'm tagging people to let them know about the show. Patrick, if you don't like it, you can leave. I mean, that's all the thing I can tell you, right? But, uh, yeah, we got uh, CA in the house right now. He's saying, getting ready for Dynamite. Yes, Dynamite 200 is tonight. Uh, Chris from the Dunmore Podcast is in the building. He said, really enjoyed the Cody documentary. I Let's get into the Cody documentary now. I, actually, I really enjoyed watching this Cody documentary. Um, it, took, it, it gave you so many questions to ask throughout the time that Cody Rose spent in WWE, um, him writing the list when he decided he wanted to go, um, you know, pursue something different in the Indies. The whole Stardust thing um, was something that really questioned you, you know, as far as like how much are you willing to go to pursue your dream, right? And Cody made that Stardust character work for him, for the best that he could. But I, I really thought that the dashing Cody Rhodes could have done more. Like, I feel like now, like, looking at the, looking back at this documentary and then looking at the way Cody is now, it's almost giving you, like, an older version of dashing Cody Rhodes, right? Because, you know, he wears the suits. He's he's smiling at you when, you, when you're coming, when he comes to the ring. And um, he wants everyone to engage with him, right? There was one thing that got to me about this documentary was is that when Cody was in his teens and he decided he was in um, amateur wrestling, like his dad was always there, right? His dad said he was going to be one of the best. And when Cody went to pursue that dream of winning the state championship and actually winning and his dad being there and being proud of him and stuff like that, my whole question is, like, why couldn't you transition that into uh, pro wrestling, right? Because that's what Cody was pretty much looking for. He was looking for his dad's approval in the pro wrestling business, right? And he would go up and down the roads and tell people about his son, but he didn't train his son the way he trained everyone else. He gave them some type of influence in, like, say, NXT, right? And that was one of the things to me, and like, in a documentary that I was like, hmm, like, I really wish that, like, if Dusty was around to get that perspective as to, like, why didn't you push uh, Cody a little bit more or train Cody to groom him to be this um, – you know, megastar that he's he is actually is now, right? Um, I love the fact that we didn't get too much information as to why Cody left AEW, but he gave you like a snippet of maybe like a things that we all in the wrestling community were talking about as far as like, did he leave for the money? Was it something that happened between him and Tony Khan? 
you know, these are things that everyone um, was thinking. He kind of shed some light on it, but he did say he wasn't going to talk too much about it, which was, you know, okay, right? And then watching a lot of the uh, indie stuff that he did, you know, going up and down the roads, fighting Kurt Angle, Adam Cole, um, doing stuff with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, like, you know, these are things that, you know, made you become a fan of Cody Rhodes even more. Like, it made you remember why, uh, for a lot of fans, not too many, I can't speak for everybody, as, as to why you are a fan of Cody Rhodes, right? And, man, if getting to WrestleMania part of the documentary didn't get you to be like, a part of me was kind of like, man, you know what? Cody should have maybe won at WrestleMania, you know, just to, like, end that story, right? But then, like I said, when Cody didn't win at WrestleMania, is that if he would have won, if he would have won, what would have come out of that afterwards? Like, would we had been supportive of Cody moving forward, you know? And I don't think that that would have happened. Tyson's in the building saying, yo, what up, you? Uh, Chris from the Dunmarks, Dusty knew he could bring Cody in, but I think he, I think he just wanted Cody to find his way, find his own way on some things. I would love to know that AEW exit story someday. I would too, like, cause that's something that I know a lot of people, um, will want to know. That's something, obviously he wants to keep that private to himself. And this is why he kind of just didn't shed light on that, but eventually, um, someone will uh, shed some light on it. And I believe that man is uh, Tony Khan because we all know when Tony Khan is in his feelings, things happen. You know, um, will Cody ever achieve that goal of getting the WWE Championship and doing something that his dad uh, could have done? I can say yes. Um, is it going to happen next year? Maybe. Um, only time will tell. Only time will tell if we're going to ever see this happen in the next couple of months. I know a lot of people will still want Roman Reigns to be your uh, WWE Undisputed Champion. Uh, like I said, if you have not seen this Cody Rhodes documentary, please do so. It is on the Peacock Network. Uh, it is definitely worth the uh, the watch. It's about like an hour and a half long documentary so it doesn't take you that long to watch it once you get invested in it it kind of just like flies by really quickly and you will forget the time my phone is going off my phone will my phone will not go off the whole entire time that i'm sitting in my living room but the minute i need to go on and start recording anything my phone starts to uh uh go off here let's get into some AEW news um, it was reported that uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page will remain the elite. They will remain working for AEW and still be EVPs of the company. Um, it is reported, uh, we got that through Fightful, but then I also learned that from the Pro Wrestling Podcast, that um, all the members renewed their contracts for multiple years. It is not determined whether or not um, how many years each one is being signed to. Um, this was something big that happened throughout the wrestling world today. Um, a lot of people were kind of hoping that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega wouldn't have signed back with AEW, maybe possibly seeing them go to WWE, but Kenny Omega was um, really dead set on staying with AEW just because of the schedule-wise and still having that freedom to uh, work New Japan. We all know that Kenny Omega loves to work in Japan and has a really big uh, working for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Young Bucks obviously are always going to be a uh, box office draw, and it would have been nice to see them in WWE. Maybe we could have gotten that match between um, the Young Bucks and the Usos or the Young Bucks and, say, the New Day, which we've been clamoring for for a very very long time. 
uh, Soul Pro Wrestling uh, report. Yeah, I was just going to get into that, too, because a lot of people was just like, uh, there was some people that kind of was in their feelings because they got their contracts renewed, too. And I was just going to get into that. So uh, the Dark Order also renewed their contracts. And so did Kip Sabian as well. He renewed his contract with AEW. They're going to be sticking around for a pretty long time. Have not seen Kip Sabian in a while, though. I mean, we did see Evil Uno, obviously, because he has that storyline between the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep seeing them around for a good, for a good while here. Uh, what else? Big news coming out of WWE again with Vince McMahon being served uh, subpoenas to appear in court. Uh, there are no charges so far that are being brought to him. Uh, but nonetheless, like when I was looking at this before, this was something that happened like about a month ago and it's actually shedding to light now. So uh, he did release a press. He released an email to uh, staff and talent over at WWE saying in 2002, WWE formed a special committee to review allegations of misconduct against Vince McMahon. Uh, that review was conducted in November of 2022. The following excerpts investig- investigations um, throughout this ex- um, expedition, I have always denied any allegations of Miss wrongdoing and continue to do so, I'm confident that the government's investigation will be resolved without any findings of wrongdoing. I am focused on completing the recovery process, recovery process of my spinal surgery, which is weird. And I'll get into exactly why I think that's a little weird that he's going to, he talks about his spinal surgery and on the closing of the transaction with Endeavor, which that is still going on. And things like this where you have more investigations on the person who's trying to sell their company gets a little hazy because now, you know, does Endeavor want to continue their um, partnership with WWE? How does this affect the contract negotiations between the two companies, right? So this happened actually uh, a month ago in July where he got served papers um, currently, I know Fightful had reported that he was having spinal surgery, and he was recovering from that. Now, when Vince McMahon was going through the whole steroid era back in the day, he was going through neck issues, too, and he had neck, neck surgery around the same exact time that this was all happening. So it always seems like when something's happening to Vince McMahon, He's always having some type of medical procedure, and I don't know whether it's to get sympathy from the courts when things like this happen, or it's just a coincidence. People always have uh, freak accidents when um, bad things happen to them. You know, they always say when bad things come, they always come in threes, right? What else can we uh, – let's let's talk a little bit more here because I'm seeing the time. We're like 16 minutes in here right now. Um, WWE obviously making the rounds this week for SummerSlam. Uh, Roman Reigns was on um, first take with uh, Stephen A. Smith along with uh, Paul Heyman. And if you haven't seen that interview, please go on YouTube, type in Roman Reigns, Stephen A. Smith first take. You get to see the whole entire interview. I think it was one of his best interviews so far. Um, just talking about the prestige of being WWE champion, um, all the box office stuff that he has done so far. Paul, Paul Heyman is one of the best. He said it himself on the show that he is the GOAT. And can you blame him for saying that? No, because he is. He is the GOAT. We've seen it time and time again with him, with Brock Lesnar, um, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Ride back for a little bit, you know, um, before when he was poorly dangerously in ECW and the stuff that he did with The Undertaker when he was uh, Mark Calloway. Um, the man does not miss. And to have Paul Heyman by your side is to have a meal ticket as long as you know how to use it. And sure enough, WWE and Roman Reigns know how to use Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman knows how to be used the right way. What else is going on here? Let's let's look at a couple of other news here that I'm looking at. I, I'm going to share my screen 
so you know exactly what I am looking at. Let's go here. There we go. You know, I got to shout the man out real quick so you guys know exactly what's going on. So let's see. We talked about the Young Bucks. We talked about Cody, um, obviously him trying to still pursue the WWE Championship. Uh, Basic Man news about him being indicted. Uh, we I actually thought when like when they started saying about this with Vince McMahon, right? Let's get into this right here. Can I pop this up real quick? When they were talking about Vince, I thought that this had something to do with uh, the whole Trump thing because like Donald Trump just got his papers in, you know, and you know him and um, Trump are friends. So I actually thought this had something to do with Donald Trump. I was like, man, Donald is just taking everybody with him when it comes to um, these allegations for the stuff that he's done and his, his past. And obviously when he was uh, president of the United States. So, but no, it had to do with his own shit. So go figure on that one. Right. Uh, let's see what else my man pro got up on here right now. Oh yeah, that's right. So let's talk about a little bit about Randy Orton. There were a lot of rumors that Randy Orton may show up to SummerSlam this weekend, but there are reports going around saying that um, he is not cleared to enter the ring, but he is cleared to start working out. There have been reports that actually Randy Orton has been in the gym um, doing reps and working out with weights to try to get a little bit stronger. But as far as like getting into an in-ring, that is very doubtful. There is no timetable as to when uh, Randy Orton will uh, be ready to come back to a WWE ring. Obviously, a lot of people are missing Randy Orton right now. Um, people still want to finish the story between him and um, and Riddle. So, only time will tell how long we'll we have. Um, we're going to be without Randy Orton. Obviously, you know he's just a number of people who are missing right now. Uh, Kofi Kingston is still dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he just had surgery not too long ago. Uh, so he's still out. He's going to be out for quite some time. Uh, Big E still dealing with neck injuries. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future. We don't know when he's going to uh, come back. Aaliyah is another person who uh, she injured herself, so we don't know when she's going to come back. Um, but all the best. Wishing you guys all the best, and hopefully we get to see all these people back in a WWE ring pretty soon. Uh, there was other news, especially, obviously, you know, my man Pro has to uh, give all the facts here. And uh, this year, the cold open, which is just mostly someone who's going to uh, talk about what's going on with the SummerSlam um, show itself. And it's going to be Kid Rock. I'm not the biggest fan of Kid Rock. I mean, I used to love his music back in the day, but now uh, with all the stuff that he's been uh, doing as of late and saying... Uh, I am not too pleased to be a uh, Kid Rock supporter, but he is going to do the cold open for uh, SummerSlam uh, on Saturday. So let's see how that goes. Obviously, you know, WWE loves um, Kid Rock there. What else we got here? You know, I'm not surprised about this news with uh, Cora Jade deleting her, her Twitter account. Obviously, when you're trying to play a character, um, you you got to keep pursuing it. Like someone like MJF, you can constantly keep saying things about people and he will constantly keep getting at you over and over again. He doesn't care. He's not going to delete his, his Twitter. He's just going to keep on attacking you over and over again. And Cora Jade, Cora Jade tried to do the same thing, but I think it got to her to the point where uh, now she's deleted her, her Twitter. I know that there's a storyline going on right now that she left um, NXT, so I may, I'm assuming she's going to take some time off, maybe regroup herself, come back, and rebrand herself as another character to uh, show a different level of herself. Uh, let's go into the comments here. Um, have you listened to the remix of Voices in My Head? Yes, I did, and that's what gave that's what Tyson, that's what gave people a lot of indication that Randy Orton was going to come back uh, pretty soon because the band who uh, makes Randy Orton's music came out with a different version of uh, voices 
uh, of voices. So it, it gave people a lot of indication that, like, hey, maybe Randy Orton is going to show up at one of these pay-per-views or a uh, Monday Night Raw. But that hasn't been the case. That song's been out for a good couple of months now, and we haven't seen anything or heard anything about Randy Orton um, as of late, especially until we started uh, getting more news that um, he's able to work out. But like I said, he's not going to be able to uh, be inside a WWE ring anytime soon. Um, yeah, I don't. He, I don't think he's performing, Chris. But I do think that uh, he's like they said that he's just doing the code open, which is great. We don't need to hear a whole bunch of stuff between um kid rock let's see we got some kevin Owens news here yeah kevin Owens did say kevin Owens confirmed that he has a year and a half left in his contract if you know what i can't say that kevin owens is not gonna leave this is something that we talked about um before what was like about i was like two years ago right that um kevin Owens was saying that he was gonna leave uh, he was thinking about leaving WWE. Obviously, he trolled a lot of people when he was talking. When he was trying to do stuff with the Young Bucks, and he was uh, posting pictures and stuff of like that. And then we found out Kevin Owens ended up signing a new contract with uh, WWE, and he's going to be sticking around for a, a little while. But now that contract is up. He says he only has a year and a half left in his contract. That's coming up pretty soon, especially the way um, all the months go by pretty fast. Summer is almost over. We're already in August. September is going to roll around and everyone is going to back to school. Yes, thank God. <laughs> but uh, for right now, you know, Kevin Owens is sticking around. He has the injury right now to the rib area. So uh, he is not going to be a part of SummerSlam. I was really hoping that him and Sami Zayn would have defended their uh, tag team titles this weekend. But obviously um, that is not going to happen because he is still on the shelf. Uh, let's see right here. Oh, there's some Cody stuff that he was talking about. There, there were plans for Cody Rhodes and Sting to wrestle each other, but obviously that didn't work out. Uh, Cody goes and says, Cody says that, uh, says the plans was to wrestle Sting in AEW. I was going to wrestle Sting, but I don't think that ever, I ever shared that with anyone and nothing on paper or anything like that. But I can say that I got uh, tremendous offers from AEW Creative financially and the full package. Uh, you won't hear me say anything bad about AEW or Tony Khan um, or my time there. It was a tremendous offer, but the offer wasn't right for me. Uh, what I wanted to get back to was the first goal that was ever uh, that was to win the WWE Championship, which he's still trying to do now. So let's see um, how that goes. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What else? What else? What else? My man has been uh, letting us know here. Uh, my home. What is going on, pro? Yes, we are here checking out your page right now. Actually, going over some news that uh, that you've been posting here. Um, when a couple, we went through a, a lot of stuff here already. That you've been posting. Uh, oh, All In still breaking records here. So All In has reported uh, distribute of seven seventy seven thousand four hundred and seventy tickets sold already. Now this number right here are tickets that are bought already. All right, these are not like digital. These are like people already paid money for. Like they already have cash, right? So now they're like what? 3,230 tickets away from breaking the all-time attendance record for a paid wrestling event. Now, that's huge for AEW, right? And this is the type of news that AEW needs to have on a daily basis, you know? Um, you know, people were giving Triple H slack of uh, some type of um, backlash a little bit because he called AEW a uh, secondary company, right? But you think about it like this, like, um, without AEW, we wouldn't have people like MJF. We wouldn't, like, MJF would still be in the indies. I don't think he would have been as big as he is now. Uh, Ricky Starks probably would be in NXT by now or still with NWA. Um, yeah, like, 
thank God for AEW. I know we give AEW a lot of shit a lot of the time, but AEW itself was needed in order to have some type of competition with WWE, or at least to give them that nudge, like, hey, there's another place where people are going out there, and people are striving. Look at Swerve. Going from NXT to WWE to now AEW and just killing it. Absolutely killing it. Buddy Murphy's another person, too, that's been killing it in AEW. Um, Alistair Black, who's going by Malachi Black now, is another person that is um, has been killing it. So definitely um, somebody that you, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we have AEW to fall back on when it comes to um, stuff here. What else we got here? Let's let's check out some stuff that I have here. This is... Uh, let's get rid of this here. Let's go here. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? If you guys haven't seen the video, I'm going to go to my... Let's go to my profile page here. Obviously, we talked about the elite already. I posted. I posted about that. Um, we talked about the elite resigning. Um, we talked about the Vince McMahon news. Uh, Kayla Braxton is actually stepping down from the bump. She will no longer be the uh, host of the bump. Uh, Megan Morant will be the new host of the bump. Um, Kayla Braxton, after four years hosting the bump, Kayla Braxton will be stepping down as the host of the bump and uh, Megan Morant will uh, be the new host there. Um, Braxton announced her exit on the last episode, the latest episode of the bump, but she did tell fans that she would still be working with the bump, doing some creative stuff um, backstage, bringing it to the forefront. So we'll definitely still see Kayla Braxton uh, doing some stuff with uh, WWE and and the bump. This is not uh, something that is going to be like, Oh my God, Kayla Braxton's going to leave just like, you know, everyone else has done so far in WWE. I think she's going to be there for a long time. She's been there for the past seven, nine years now. I've uh, done the bump for the last four. So uh, I could definitely, I don't see her leaving anytime soon, but you never know the way things are going uh, with people's, you know, careers. Obviously, we talked about the um, Paul Heyman being with Roman Reigns on first take. If you guys have not seen this video of toe tags and ruthless lala by all means let's let's pop this up right here uh let's see can we can we get some audio here I need to show you that i did not touch this man you want proof 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 that i did not touch this man more proof that i did not touch this man this is the biggest piece of proof that I could give you to tell you that I did not touch this man Remember when I was getting yelled at. You said he had proof? Yeah. This, is, this is my proof. I got facts. I feel bullshit. I was not. I, I got a witness. I said don't touch him. I got a witness. Yo, thick ass is about to pick up I got, all these. I got a witness. I got a witness. Hey, Ray, you said he hit you? I didn't do nothing. Talk shit again. See? Warning comes to the Ray does, so there there is a part two to this uh if you guys wondering where before i start playing part two if you guys are wondering where we um where do we do this we went to battle club pro on saturday we went to jobber slam three um and Toe got confronted by Prolific for some things that he's done in the past. There was a part two to this video. He did say that it was a witness. So let's let's play that video for the witness to tell you that Toe Tag did not touch Ray in any way. Straight or gay. Who are you? I am the witness. My name is Dr. Esquire Jr. the third. And I also represent Kenny from the call-up. And you threw away my papers that had evidence that you assaulted this man also. And Toe Tags is an innocent man. You can trust me, I got a tie on. And another thing, this man has been short problems since I met him. I don't even know you though. They are believers. 
my head. That's what happened in my head. Sweet dreams are made of tears. No, 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 wait, wait. It was him. I mean, I mean. I saw what you did. It was a really good time at uh, Battle Club Pro. We got to uh, interact with a lot of people. Uh, that tie clip. Yeah, that's a tie. Um, it's a clip on. <laughs> we all know, but uh, but yeah, we got to uh, do a lot of interactions with people, which was uh, a really cool experience there at Battle Club Pro. If you guys are in the New York area and have not checked out a Battle Club Pro event, please do so. It is so much fun to do. Um, that you will definitely have a good time. Uh, Becky Lynch and crew were a part of uh, Celebrity Family Feud this past Sunday. If you guys not have not checked out uh, Family Feud, please check your local listings. Go on your DVRs um, or your on-demands or Hulu and check for this. A really fun, uh, funny episode of uh, Family Feud that went on. Um, you see um, Natalia... Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Becky Lynch rounded out the women of uh, WWE. And on the men's side, it was uh, Seth Rollins, The New Day, which is Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and uh, Big E, and Dolph Ziggler all rounded off the uh, guys of WWE. Obviously, you already know that WWE was making the rounds like crazy on TV, as they always do going over anything else i need to go over here no i am pretty much done with that one over here let's go on to our SummerSlam card and our SummerSlam card is brought to you by the run in podcast because they have a pickums run in podcast so let's go with uh the news that logan paul and ricochet will be starting off the show as much as people are going to hate me for this, I think they're, they're, Logan Paul is going to end up winning uh, this one. Um, he's been losing a lot. And to keep having that momentum, I think that they're going to end up giving uh, Logan Paul the win for this one. But if you do, you have to give Ricochet something. Tyson said he did his pickums. Good job. I think if you're going to... If you're gonna do, if you're gonna put Ricochet on the same route that you put a Seth Rollins that was doing the job over and over again for Cody Rhodes, sitting there wrestling Logan Paul, doing stuff for Roman Reigns, like, and now he has, now he's is the heavyweight champion over on Raw. Then what is next for Ricochet? You got to do something. You know, Ricochet is an amazing talent that hasn't really been used to his full potential the way he should. Now he is fighting Logan Paul, opening up SummerSlam. If Logan Paul wins this match, what do you do next with Ricochet? You can't just leave him in catering. You can't just put him on main event. You can't just leave him to do secondary stuff. Um, You have to do something with Ricochet, but I think I'm going to end up going with uh, Logan Paul for this one. I think that they're going to end up giving him the win here, I'm trying to go over everything, but I, I just wanted to go over that because I know they said that the um, opening match for SummerSlam was most likely going to be Logan Paul versus uh, Ricochet. Dave Hill, first off, thank you for what you do. Uh, I was just wondering how come uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley isn't defending her, her title. So, you know what, Dave? That is, David, that is a really good question. This is something that we've talked about um, a lot. Like, Rhea Ripley is a phenomenal talent. This is something that, you know, we talked about over and over again. I'll switch sides really quick. And um, her not defending her title this weekend is something that's a little mind-boggling. Obviously, we have our triple threat match with Asuka, um, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. But now we start to see that feud between Raquel and Rhea Ripley where you can have the opportunity to put these two women at SummerSlam and let them battle it out. But I, cause I, I don't think that like Raquel's injury or playing off to her injury is that severe that she can't wrestle. Cause we've seen her on Monday 
attacking Rhea Ripley, and obviously Rhea Ripley got the the better the better of her. But you think about it like this: she could go back in there and and fight it out. Like, so we just got to We got to see. Hopefully, we get that match pretty soon between Raquel and uh, Rhea Ripley. But they got to do something with Rhea Ripley. You're absolutely right, Dave. They got to do something with her because she's gonna keep, continue holding the title, and it's just gonna be stale. What's helping Rhea Ripley now is the stuff that she's doing with the Judgment Day and she's doing with Dominic. Because if not, if she was just a regular woman on the roster holding a title, people would get bored very quickly with her, and they're gonna and they will just strip the title and give it to somebody else. You know, so that is a really good question. I'm really wondering why she's not on the card for. Um, for SummerSlam, especially it being such a, a big event, it's one of their key four events um, every year, and you would think that they would have had her on there. Uh, you think Liv was originally scheduled to face Ripley if she wasn't injured? You know what? Maybe Tyson. It might have been that she could have been that person that could have went against um, Rhea Ripley, but. If so, I mean, we've seen this so many times already between these two that it's like, do you really want to see it again? Now, I like I said, I love the interaction between her and Raquel. We've seen it in NXT. We've seen it. They, I've seen these two battle it out on house shows, you know, and the crowd loves it. So WWE already knows that they're going to have a banger of a match if they put these two together in the ring. It just has to be done. The crowd loved it on Monday when these two went at it. So it's only a matter of time. You got to do something, right? You got to give us what we want, maybe, if you like us, right? Just a little bit. Ching, ching, right? Uh, let's go back to the SummerSlam card here. Let's switch gears here. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I don't – I see Cody winning this. For the simple fact that there is no, like, we don't need to see another Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes match. You know, we don't need to continue this story between these two. Because one, it really didn't even make sense to me as to why we would have Brock Lesnar attacking uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, obviously, we we came up and we said that it's like the John Cena um, effect of you have to plug in Brock somewhere when it comes to a superstar um, trying to raise their their stock in the company, right? If you look at a lot of these champions or a lot of these people who are going for WWE gold, it's like you always have to go through Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns did it. John Cena did it. Seth Rollins did it. Big E did it. Kofi Kingston did it. Randy Orton did it. After a while, it just starts to get stale. So I'm kind of hoping that this will be the last time we see Cody versus Brock and maybe have Cody continue on with his, with his story, especially with the documentary already out and them saying that he still has to finish his story. He's been going around saying this on press releases. And, yeah, you need to get back to on, on that road. You really do because I don't know what exactly WWE is trying to do with him as far as letting us know what um, what is next for this guy. Um, let's see what they have here. Are you following Homage on social media? I am. Hope you guys are too. One of the nicest, softest shirts you could possibly ever own is from Homage. I have a couple of Homage um, shirts myself that I love to rock on occasion. Definitely buying a hoodie and another T-shirt from them. Um, for football season because it is fastly approaching. I know the guys over at the Run In Podcast have a uh, discount code. If you go to runinpod.com, um, you go to promotions, they will give you their affiliate link and you can save 10 to 15% off, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Uh, next match on the card, we have Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Now, this has been going strong. This story has been going really well between these two. Obviously, um, Finn Balor bringing up stuff from the past when he hurt his shoulder, when they were battling it out for the Universal Championship, him not getting the rematch that he deserves. Seth Rollins being the architect that he is, the 
um, the mastermind, the joker, whatever it is that you want to call Seth Rollins, he has proven time and time again why he is one of the best in WWE. Um, it's pretty hard to, to, to make a pick for this one. I want to go with Seth Rollins. I really want to think that WWE is going to keep Seth Rollins with this title for a good couple of months leading into, say, maybe like Royal Rumble and maybe losing it at the Royal Rumble. But for right now, I can, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Seth Rollins. Um, I can see Damian Priest interfering in this match and maybe costing Finn Balor that championship just because he's going to probably try and cash in his money in the bank. We've been seeing this for a while now where um, Damian Priest has been playing off the fact that he can cash in his money in the bank briefcase. There's even been times where Finn Balor has told Damian Priest to cash in his money in the bank and it hasn't been uh, successful. He tried to do it on Monday and obviously you've seen he got hit in the mouth. Was it the mouth or the nose? But I know at the end he was bleeding pretty heavily from his face. I wasn't too sure exactly as to uh, where he got hit, but we know he got hit with um, the Money in the Brain briefcase on one of the spots that happened between him and Seth Rollins. I'm going to save the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso match for last. Then we can talk about this. The triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship, the champion Oscar is going to take on Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Now we're starting to see more and more of Bianca Belair turning heel. She's not the baby face. If you guys go in there, Charlotte Flair's somewhat of a baby face slash heel. Oscar is just being Oscar. I don't really see a change in her at all. I just continue seeing regular Oscar at this point. Could this hurt Oscar's chance? As still being champion, yes, because you you're interact. Now you're gonna bring in Eo Sky into this, which is she's lurking around with that uh, Money in the Bank briefcase as well, and she's been trying to cash in for a good while. I can definitely see Eo Sky interfering in this match. Um, would love to see Asuka retain her championship, but I have a pretty good hunch. The WWE is going to pull that trigger and give the belt to Charlotte to continue um, her record for being one of the best women's champions in WWE. Um, Obviously, because this will be a brand new title that she hasn't had the chance to um, defend. You know, she's had every single championship. She's the only thing she's missing is the money in the bank. A uh, briefcase, which you never know, that's going to end up coming soon. One year where we're going to see Charlotte Flair win the women's money in the bank. But for right now, tri- women's triple threat match, my pick is uh, Charlotte Flair. We talked about Logan Paul and Ricochet opening um, SummerSlam. I'm, def- I'm going to go with Logan Paul on this one just because I think that he is due a win and they're going to want to continue this um, feud between these two. I don't see this ending in um, just in one match. I see this going on a couple of matches between these two. Gunther and Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Everyone's saying that Drew McIntyre is going to win because he just signed a brand new contract with WWE and they're trying to keep him happy. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Vince McMahon don't give a shit. And I believe that Gunther is going to continue to be your Intercontinental Champion. They want Gunther to break the honky-tonk man's record as long as reigning um, Intercontinental Champion. He is so close to beating that record that they're going to keep the title on him um, for now. The next match we have up right now is Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Friend versus friend. Sister versus sister. Four horse women versus four horse women. I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler on this one just because there have been rumors of Ronda Rousey leaving and going back to the MMA world. Thank God, because Ronda Rousey to me is like someone who hates coming to work, but she comes to work because she probably just needs the paycheck. And if that's the case, then there is no need for you to come here every single week and give us shitty-ass promos and fucked-up matches. So if you want to leave, by all means, there's the door. Shayna Baszler by herself will be a phenomenal superstar. We see her in NXT and we see what she can do. And if you haven't seen Shayna Baszler in the Indies, by all means, type it in and check it out because she killed it in the Indies too. 
Don't think that she just came from MMA world and came straight to WWE because she did. My pick for this one is definitely Shayna Baszler on this one, especially with the promos that they cut on Monday was phenomenal. We have the SummerSlam Slim Jim Battle Royal, which everyone is saying the same thing, and I'm going to say that if L.A. Knight does not win the Battle Royal, then what the fuck are you guys doing? Because L.A. Knight has been on a high for the last couple of months now. Everyone's loving L.A. Knight. You go around town, and if I go L.A. Knight, yeah, everyone's going to do the same exact thing. You even hear it on the indies where everybody just goes around and just says, yeah, over and over again. What the fuck is WWE thinking of not trying to pull the trigger on this one? Maybe they're trying to do a slow build for L.A. Knight. I'm not too sure. Um, But... You got to do something with the man. You just can't keep letting him lose. He's been losing and losing and losing. You got to give him a win. My pick for this one, LA Knight going in, winning the Battle Royal, challenging Austin Theory for the United States Championship, maybe on Raw. Maybe we have an impromptu match where um, LA Knight could possibly wrestle um, Austin Theory on SummerSlam. Never know. You never know. Next and last match that we're going to talk about is Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso for the Undisputed Championship in a uh, tri- uh, tribal combat match. Right now, we all know what's was on the line. The head of the table is on the line. the The leader of the Samoan Dynasty is on the line, and along with the Undisputed Championship is actually on the line as well. Do I see Jay Uso winning this championship and being the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns? Not right now. I definitely see a swerve going on here on Saturday where Jimmy is going to come back and he's going to cost Jay Uso the championship, whether it's going to be by mistake or he's going to turn his back on his brother. If he turns his back on his brother, then that sets up a Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso one-on-one match at Payback, which will be the next pay-per-view going in to WWE after SummerSlam. That would be amazing because we all wanted to see Jimmy versus Jay, just like the same way we wanted to see Jay versus Roman Reigns one more time. Because if you guys remember the match that they had at Hell in a Cell a couple of years back through the pandemic, That was amazing. And now we get to see this match between a live crowd this time. Because the last time we seen Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso was through the pandemic, was in the uh, Thunderdome arena type style that they had. And we really didn't get get to get that feel of the crowd's reaction and um, interaction between this match, right? So now we're going to get to see that now where – you know, we waited so long where now we get to see these two uh, go out. I want to see if I can try and switch this here. Can we get it? There we go. So definitely something that I'm going to be super excited to see on Saturday. Uh, hopefully this will end as the main event for SummerSlam uh, because they said there's like four different main events for SummerSlam, which is crazy. First it was we had two main events. Now you have four main events. Whatever happens is just having one, ladies and gentlemen, just one. But uh, that is your SummerSlam picks for for uh, for Saturday. If you guys want to, please go to the runinpod.com. Um, go to the Pick'ems. Click on the SummerSlam Pick'em page, and you will see um, – you can sit there and get your picks. So, yeah, so it's – it's a runinpod.com. When you go on there, just go to announcements. You'll see it there. Do your picks. They're having a, a, a huge giveaway for that one. And uh, good luck on that one right there. We're going we're gonna to close this out. We're going to close that one out as well. And that is it. Uh, the last little bit of news that I will have for you is there's a potential rumor that RVD is going to end up coming to AEW since they're having this whole uh, Jack Perry uh, storyline where he's like taunting a lot of the former ECW guys, especially with Taz now that Jack Perry is holding the FTW title. Um, 
to have somebody like Rob Van Dam be there right now would be interesting just for the simple fact that um, he's still been wrestling. We haven't seen Rob Van Dam wrestle in a, on TV since Impact. So now to have him possibly show up on AEW, maybe having a match at All In between him and Jack Perry, that would be pretty awesome, in my opinion, to see how that's going to go. Um, but that is it. We have AEW Dynamite tonight. Um, oh man, I, I, I closed it out. I wish I would have not closed it. We got AEW 200 tonight. We're going to hear from MJF. Um, we obviously we're going to have Jack Perry versus uh, Jerry Lynn tonight. Um, we have a triple threat match ending the show tonight as well as we have best friends going up against Lucha, going up against BCC. Thursday night football is tomorrow as the Browns take on the New York Jets. I will be definitely watching that. Um, never know. Maybe I'll come on and we can watch this thing together. Big Hirsch is in the building. One of my guys that uh, we interact on a daily basis, sending each other funny videos or some creepy videos at times. Uh, he has a podcast as well that you guys can go and check out. But um, enjoy the rest of your week. Definitely follow me on all socials at the Call Up Podcast. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me on Threads under the same name as well. Uh, let's talk SummerSlam went very creepy. Yeah? Well, uh, let's talk SummerSlam this weekend. Um, guys, enjoy yourself and have a safe one. I am out of here. I'm going to go watch AEW Dynamite because it's about to start in a couple of minutes. Peace.